This is the Dave Ellswick Show. I am Robert Steinbuck filling in for Dave. It's 7.34 in the morning here in Little Rock, 51 degrees. And to my pleasant surprise, I knew we were going to be talking with David Ray. I didn't know he'd be in the studio with us. David, welcome early in the morning to the 101.1 The Answer Studio. Hey, thanks for having me, Rob. It looks like you're on your third or fourth cup of coffee this morning. Oh, I got to tell you, I'm wired today. (laughs) Now, being on Dave's show wires me up already. But in addition, we are talking about some really critical topics. And first of all, as I always try to do with all elected officials who come in, tell us about, uh, well, you're soon to be, I believe, elected official. Let's hope we can get out the vote and get everybody supporting you. Where are you running? What are you running for? Uh, um, you know, what's the what's the state of play? Absolutely. So I'm seeking the Republican nomination in Arkansas House District 40. District 40 has been represented for the last eight years by State Rep Doug House, who's retiring and not running again. And it's the district is part Pulaski County, half uh, part Faulkner County. So it's the northern part of Pulaski County, the easternmost portion being Highway 5 outside of Cabot. And it just runs along the northern uh, part of the county all the way over to Maumel, which is where I live, uh, with my wife Jessica, our two-year-old daughter, and our six-week-old son, William. Congratulations, Thank as we you. say up in New York, mazel tov. <laughs> And then uh, the district also encompasses all of Mayflower. It encompasses... That has my favorite place. You know what yeah, that is? the gun range. That's it. It encompasses uh, the southern the southern rural part of Faulkner County, and it gets a lot of the area around Highway 64 between Conway and Valonia. And even goes up north of that into, you know, Sunny Gap Road, uh, Lower Ridge Road, Ackland Gap. And stops short of Conway? Yes, it doesn't go into the city property. Got it. Got it. So that's the area. And, and, you know, um, for folks that aren't familiar with my background, I'm the chief of staff to our lieutenant governor, Tim Griffin. I've worked hand-in-hand with him for several years on a lot of issues that are important to conservatives. I've also been a senior advisor to Senator Tom Cotton, Um, worked with him to help defeat liberal senator mark Pryor that cast the deciding vote for obamacare and put liberal judges like sonia sotomayor and elena kagan on the supreme court um we thankfully got him out of office amen and um you know have also run a statewide conservative organization americans for prosperity arkansas great organization which i know you're familiar with absolutely where we focused on expanding economic freedom and individual liberty and so you know the Here's the deal, Rob, as you know, everybody that runs in a Republican primary talks about being conservative. That's right. And everybody's a conservative on their campaign mailers. Right. Let's see how they vote. But as you know, when folks get elected, they don't always follow through on that promise. And so, um, you know, the difference in this instance is I have a proven track record. That's right. You know, I've never held elected office before. I've never been a politician. But you worked enough with them. But I have I have a demonstrated record of working to elect conservatives to higher office. Uh, I've have have a demonstrated record of working to cut um, burdensome government regulation and save taxpayer money by rooting out and eliminating waste. I have I have a proven track record of fighting against tax increases and. Um, you know, frankly, that's the that's the key issue in our race. Yeah. Well, I, I saw a news story. I think I uh, tweeted it. Uh, I'm at at Rob Steinbuck on the Twitter gram, as I like to call it. Uh, I tweeted it where the, it, this is the Dem Gaz and the Dem Gaz described you and described your opponent and quoted you and quoted your opponent and your opponent quite openly 
albeit running in the Republican primary, quite openly said, well, I think there are some good places for tax increases, for having tax, more taxes. And I got to tell you, it's not that I'm against the notion of taxation. Government runs on taxation. But what I am against is this false claim that we are not already overtaxed. We got to dial it back. And when some bureau hack tells me, well, we need more money for this and we need more money for that, my response is, suck it up. Because when I look at my paycheck, and more importantly, when I remember growing up with my parents, they looked at the money coming in, and they may do with that money. And I'm tired of government not making do and saying, you shall have less so that we can have more. This is the problem with the philosophy of lefties, as well as so-called conservatives who want to raise your taxes. Well, and here's the deal. I've, I have actually been accused of focusing too much on taxes in this race. But I, my, my response to that is somebody needs to be caring about it That's because right. Arkansas is one of the highest tax states in the country. We're tied for the highest sales tax of any state in the country. Let that sink in. Number one, there's a lot of categories you aspire to be number one in. <laughs> exactly. Highest taxes is not that category. That ain't it. And we have some of the highest income taxes in the southeast. There's not a category in taxes, where a major category in taxes, where, where we are truly doing well. And so... I've dedicated a lot of time and effort and energy over the last decade to fight tax increases in Arkansas, whether that is um, fighting the sales tax increase that Pulaski County tried to push back in, I believe it was 2016, or the or the massive property tax increase that was they uh, tried to levy back in 2015. Um, the local A and P tax in, Mal, in, in my hometown of Maumelle. Don't get me started with A and P. Fought back against that. Uh, a horrible tax that would be spent by unelected people. Yeah, to advertise for businesses. Basically, it's they are taking your money to turn around and advertise private businesses. How about this? How about you keep your money, David? I keep my money, and someone opens a business, and they want to advertise. They sure. write a check. They provide a good service, and then they write a check. I agree, and I also worked uh, with the legislature to help enact Governor Asa Hutchinson's $150 million income tax cuts that were passed in the 2015 and 2017 session. I fought against several tax increases at the state level, including the uh, gas tax increase. You know, my opponent does have a different view on this. She supports the $300 million uh, half cent permit, making permanent the half cent sales tax in our state constitution. It's remarkable. Can I interrupt for just one second, David? Because we had Mark Lowry on the line, and I always love to learn, and I learned something from him. He's a bright guy, you know. Yeah. And I learned something really insightful from him. He pointed out that if you put this half cent per dollar tax in the Constitution, you bypass legislative oversight. You have money that has to be raised, has to be spent by the transportation industrial complex. Yeah. And what, what do our elected officials get to do? Nothing. A bunch of bureau hacks get to spend more money, hire more people, buy more flat screen televisions, and maybe, maybe, maybe pave a road or two. Well, and Representative Lowry is absolutely right about that. This is why I'm such a big proponent of using general revenue like 34 other states plus the district of columbia and already like do done. to put toward roads and that just makes sense because that's our budget and budgets are about priorities and roads are a core function of government and if you make the if you make the highway department come to the legislature to ask for renewal of their general uh, revenue money i can guarantee you they're going to be more responsive than they are now
You know, this is a core notion that distinguishes a free democratic capitalist society from totalitarianism, from the Soviet Union. I've heard people, I I teach, as you know, economics. And people say, well, you know, we have all these car companies competing against each other. And so each one has a layer of bureaucracy, of management. And that seems relatively inefficient to have all these people doing these things. But then you look at the old Soviet Union. You look at the old Czech Republic. They ran their car companies from the government, right? And what did you have in Yugoslavia? The Yugo. Yeah. Now, do you want to be driving a Yugo or do you want to be driving a Chevy? I'd rather be driving my Ford F-150 out in the parking lot. That's exactly right. Because competition and oversight by the citizens is what breeds improvement and complacency is brought about when there is a guaranteed payment to bureau hacks when you walk into a monopoly government controlled organizations are monopolies when you walk into a monopoly and there's no oversight and you don't get the service you want what's your recourse none 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 and so why that's why i so appreciate your insight and of course working in all of these layers that you've worked in before. That's the kind of experience that we need in the in the legislature. I, of course, support candidates who are new to the legislature and those who aren't new to the legislature. But if you are new to the legisla- legislature, it's morning. It's a little hard for me to get all these words out. If you are new to the legislature, I am concerned that candidates need to be well ensconced in the operation of government. You've been working around government for years. You know the good, the bad, and the ugly. Well, I do have a, a proven track record and the experience to be effective. You know, for I'll give you just one example. You know, a lot of legislators spend years in the legislature and never pass a law of any major significance. Even as an outsider, an activist working through the process, I partnered with conservative legislators to help repeal our state's prevailing wage law. That was a burdensome, onerous government regulation that drove up the cost of public construction projects. Is our basically our mini Davis-Bacon law. And by repealing that, we're able to save literally millions of dollars for taxpayers so that we get more bang for our buck when we build you know, a county courthouse or an elementary school or a road or a bridge. And so... Uh, that's something you know that I'm really proud of, and you know, in the lieutenant governor's office, we've uh, under Lieutenant Governor Griffin's leadership, we've reduced our office budget by more than fifteen percent. We cut the number of employees in half. You know, good luck finding another state agency that has voluntarily reduced their budget. That's exactly and has right. Cut the number of, you know of employees in their office. So you know, I have a that proven track record that I think folks can look at. Well, you've worked hand-in-hand with Tim Griffin. You've worked hand-in-hand with Tom Cotton. And there's, of course, no dispute that these folks are true conservatives. And you're not the public face because that's not your role right now. But you work hand-in-hand with them. So we have a sense of your political philosophy when we look at these true conservatives. And I am so frustrated. I moved from the Northeast to Arkansas, and as I've always said, and I said recently on Twitter, Northeast still has better pizza, but we're supposed (laughs) to have better laws. We have better catfish, though. That's exactly right. I don't even think you can find catfish up in the Northeast. (laughs) Uh, So we're supposed to have the better laws, and for the most part, we we do. And, you know, we're going to take a break in a second, but I want to talk with you about what 
we talked about when you and others came to the Bowen Law School to talk on a panel about Stand Your Ground. So think about that. Zach, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with David Ray. This is the Dave Ellswick Show. I am Robert Steinbuck, filling in for Dave on this President's Day morning, 749 a.m., 51 degrees here in Little Rock. In the studio, David Ray running for State House out in, give me the district number again. District 40. District 40. And, of course, my favorite spot there, my bias, is for Mayflower due to that wonderful gun range that you have out there. We, But I'm sure the rest of the district is just great as well. We were talking uh, before the break. Uh, we alluded to the fact that you did a wonderful, came with a wonderful group to the Bowen Law School last week to talk about Stand Your Ground uh, legislation, how it failed last session, how hopefully it will pass next session. Talk about that a bit, if you can. Yeah, absolutely. So for, for to preface this conversation, I'll say I've re- I'm very proud to have received the highest possible rating from the NRA That's uh, in my campaign. I am, I'm an A-rated candidate. They don't give A-pluses to non-incumbents, so A is the highest rating I can get. I'm a life member. I've been a life member for as long as I can remember. And I'm a member of Gun Owners of America as well. So I'm a strong supporter of our Second Amendment rights. I do believe, as the Supreme Court affirmed in the Heller decision, that it is an individual right. Amen. Um, and, you know, we had a, a, a great forum about Stand Your Ground. That was a, a law that failed last session. Unfortunately, you know, this was one of the things that motivated me to run for the legislature is that we have, you know, in the House, for example, 76 out of 100 Republicans and yet not all of them vote like Republicans. Not all of them uphold the principles of our party platform. Exactly. And so, you know, we need more people who will not just talk conservative during election season, but who will vote conservative and lead conservative. So that's one of the big reasons why I'm running. But we talked about stand your ground law, and I think we'll get that done in the next session. And I hope to be elected and be a part of it um, because, you know, the, as as Senator Ballinger aptly pointed out this is not a sea change in our law this is a very narrow this is this concerns a very narrow portion of our self-defense law regarding duty to retreat and and i made two points that i think are particularly pertinent on on the duty to retreat which is one you know anyone who finds themselves in a life or death situation where they're being attacked um is already in grave mortal danger, okay? So having a duty to retreat basically makes the, the would-be victim, uh, put the, it puts them in a position where they have to wait until, in many cases, until they are almost cornered, uh, which, ask anybody who's ever taken a self-defense class, this is the worst possible of all strategies, okay? Um, before they can respond with lethal force. And as anyone who has taken a self-defense course knows, these are interactions where that, that only last mere seconds. And so even a fraction of a second can mean the difference between life and death in an interaction like that. And, and the, second que- the second point that I made, which I think is even more pertinent, is th- this moral equivalence where – um, somehow the the aggressor, the the attacker, the combatant, is on equal footing with the would-be victim is simply repugnant to me. 
You know, David, I, I will concede that earlier in the show, before you came on, I stole that very brilliant point of yours and didn't give you any attribution. Took it all <laughs> for myself. It's okay. But it's brilliant, right? And this is one of those insights when you talk these things through. And that's why I loved having that uh, panel discussion over at the Bowen Law School. Think about it. It's all about balance, right? It's all about how you look at the situation and the way the law exists in Arkansas, in New York, but none of the states that surround Arkansas is that we give the advantage, the advantage to the wrongdoer. Right. And there's over 30 states that have already um, modified the duty to retreat part of their self-defense statute. You know, self-defense is, is fundamental to our system of law, That's our right. understanding of the law in America. That's right. I mean, it's one of the most fundamental rights that you have is the right to defend yourself. It's a biblical right. I mean that sincerely. Look in the Bible. Your yeah. right to defend yourself is in the Bible itself. And there's so many misconceptions about what stands your ground is and what it is not. And so many of those are peddled by the national media and by political opponents who by are just Bloomberg. simply right for one, who are just simply trying to distort and confuse people. It is not a license to kill. It's not a way to legalize murder. This is regarding self-defense. And if you if you act in an offensive manner, if you instigate an interaction with someone uh, using a gun, this is not a legal defense that you can successfully deploy. I That's mean, exactly Anybody right. can offer any defense, but it will not be successful. You know, and and... Uh, people lie about this all the time. The the um, George Zimmerman, the famous case uh, involving Trayvon Martin in Florida, you know that was the stand your ground was not even a legal defense that was employed by George Zimmer, uh, and so you know there's so much confusion uh, about that, which is why we've got to frankly do a better job of of educating lawmakers and the public about it. You know, Margaret, one of my favorite quotes is from margaret thatcher it's first you win the argument then you win the vote and a lot of times we try and do the opposite we try and win the vote and then explain to people why it was so good what we did right but if you're going to actually implement something and make real progress you know you've got to do it the other way around right well i was so very impressed incidentally with aaron pilkington uh, during that presentation as well he is really a thoughtful and contemplative state rep and he brought out some salient points and he also brought out the point i think you repeated this a a few moments ago that he was embarrassed by the republican party because we had a republican defection on what should be a core notion self-defense the right to self-defense and the claim well this is not a second amendment right and the truth is it not only is it a second amendment right i don't care yeah. Me. So, oh, oh well, okay. and you'll and you'll you know I'm a big fan of Representative Pilkington. I actually helped get him elected oh, when he first when he first ran, and um, you. I'm be, in his corner you'll now. Be, you'll be proud. You'll be glad to learn that both Representative Pilkington and Senator Ballinger have supported me in my election to the House. Of course, so, all good conservatives have. Um, so I'm I'm excited about that. Excited to have their help, and and you know I'm I am hopeful and optimistic that if we do our job and we educate our fellow. Uh, we educate the folks in the legislature about this. You know, we can we can get this change enacted in law in 2021. Amen. And, you know, look, uh, I've made the point all along. I uh, vote Republican. 
I'm a strong supporter of Republicans, but if you have a Republican who is a wolf in sheep's clothing in this context, meaning who votes lefty, who votes liberal, I'm the first to come out and call out those those candidates, those elected officials. This is not about party allegiance. This is about underlying conservative values. And if you don't subscribe to underlying conservative values, you can call yourself a Republican. You can call yourself a Democrat. You can call yourself a banana. I don't care. I support those who represent me. And Dave's listeners do the same thing. Go I'll, ahead. I'll, give, I'll go one step further. You know, there's a lot of folks that run for the legislature because they're popular in their community. They think it would be a good idea, and they don't have those core philosophical underpinnings. If you don't know what you believe before you go down to the Capitol, I can tell you there's a line of people a mile long that are waiting to tell you what you should believe, and those folks don't necessarily have uh, always the best interest of taxpayers in mind. They don't always have the best interest of our constitutional rights in mind, so that's why that's important. That's exactly right, David, and I'll take it even one further step, and that is there are people – I'm going to let you in a little secret that I've learned. There are people who run for office for their own self-aggrandizement rather than to represent the citizens. Now, I'm being somewhat facetious because I know you know this point, but it's really tragic. It's really tragic when someone runs for office because he wants a title or she wants a title and not because they want to serve the people. And it's you see it in state government. You see it in federal government. But those are the people that we've got to root out. If you don't want to serve the interests of your people, find another job. It's not very complicated. So, David, I hear some music that Zach is turning up to give me the hint that we are coming to an end. That's I want right. to, I want to say, David, thank you so much for coming into the studio. Thank you so much for what you've done throughout your career pursuing conservative values. Thank you so much for running for the Arkansas House District in, in uh, House in District Number 40. We wish you the best of luck. We know you're going to win that race, and we know you're going to represent Arkansans well. Well, thank you, Rob. I'm only going to win if folks turn out and vote. Early voting does start tomorrow, and then Election Day is March 3rd. You can find me on my Facebook page, and you can also find me at my website, rayforarkansas.com. Remember that, folks. Get out. Vote early. Not often. You can, but- <laughs> you can vote as early as tomorrow. As early as tomorrow. Get out and vote for David Ray in the Republican primary for Arkansas House District Number 40. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.